Hello everyone, uh, this is Table 3. I, with me I have Alyssa Fuller, um, Dawson Fusaro, and today we're going to be t uh, talking about the chapters, uh, churches through um, speaking of courage. I'm Melissa Fuller. I'm Tim Leonard. And I'm Dawson Fusaro. My chapters are Church and The Man I Killed. My chapters are Style and Ambush. And my chapter is Speaking of Courage. So my first chapter, Church. The monks allowed the American soldiers to use their abandoned church where they lived as a short-term living area. Why do you think they allowed this? Does it seem weird that they welcomed the troop in? Explain. Um, I think, I mean, monks are just like, they're just like nice, like, just like in general, you know? So like... Like with their religion? Yeah, they're like, you know, like, for Christians, you know how they always like help the poor, feed the hungry. Mm -hmm. um, they have to be welcomed. Yeah, they welcome, you know, the, I mean, these men have been through terrible things, like, and people dying right in front of them, and just killing other people, so they... Do you think it's where they allowed them in, even though they're on the opposite side? I would say no, because, like, yeah, I don't think they're so all, either. like, the monks don't choose sides. They just have, like, just their monks. own side. They're just trying to be, they're being neutral, yeah. Yeah, they're just monks, you know, just trying to spread peace, love, and positivity. Yeah, exactly. So they're just, you know, they love, um, they love everybody. My next question is, as the men, um, as the men were living there, the monks cleaned their equipment. Why is this significant in this chapter? Why do you think O'Brien added this chapter in the first place? I think he was trying to show that there's, um, even though through war there's humanity, okay. because you know, you know, terrible things are happening, just like I said, and it's um, it's bad enough that um, you know they're there in the first place, and they have to you know kill their own. To kill to win, and it's just you know it's just something they have to do. It's like the least they can do for them, you know, because they are going through so much, and at least they can help them out in some way. It might not be huge, but it's something that I can take. I also think like washing away like the um like the clothes and stuff like that, or in the equipment, it might be like symbolic. It like like be symbolic to like. Like um, purification of like their um, it's like with like Christianity in a way. Yeah, like they're like they've forgiven like of their sins okay. or something like that. I just think it's interesting, you know. My second chapter is the uh, man I killed, and I got a quote: "Tim, it's a war. The guy wasn't hiding. He had a weapon, right? It's it's a tough thing for sure, but you got to cut out that staring. Why was O'Brien in depth in the way he killed? He described the man he killed. Why was this? Sorry, was this his first victim or his last? Do you ever think he'll recover from this guilt, even though he was in war and the man who had killed was on the other side? I mean, killing people is just... Okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll take it one step at a time. I think the reason why he went in-depth into the way that he just, like, then, like, into why, like, the, like, the, desc the description of the man he killed is, like, so, um... Graphic. Graphic? Yeah, that's the word. Graphic? It's, it's graphic because... It, it's the first person you kill, you're never gonna not. It sticks in there. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like a trauma at this point, like, yeah, it's just like a trauma now, I bet. Especially since we know that, like, Tim is an emotional person in the yeah. book. And so, that's, like, that's, that's proof in the first freaking five chapters when yeah. he was talking about, um, when he was, 
Remember when he was in the lake? Yeah. He was like, right, he, all those people, like, he just imagined all those people around him as he was about to go across Canada. So oh, the chapter is um, called The Man I Killed. Do you think it was his only person he killed or was it his last? I think it was, it might, I think it was his first in that perspective. And I think it was his only because I don't think he got over his first kill. Yeah. I think that it, it stained him for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'll, be con- I'll, be, I'll be contrary here. Um, it's, it might not be because in Ward, you don't... You just you kill. Yeah, you just kill. Yeah. The reason, I bet the only reason why he even talks about this is because it was his first kill. Mm-hmm. And I, he might have gotten, um, not like used to it, but like just like tuned all the other ones out. So that way he doesn't have to like experience this type of trauma again. Because brains do that. They just... Like, let me kind of change my opinion for a second, because like maybe he did kill more, but he doesn't remember it. You know, like what you said. Yeah. Like, or maybe like he did, he never saw it. Maybe it was the only kill that he exactly. actually remember, saw. Remember, because um, in previous chapters he's talked about how um, in war sometimes you don't remember like what happens. Yeah. If you, you, he was talking about how like sometimes you uh, remember like the. Uh, like the small things and stuff like that, or like one specific little detail. So like, um, PTSD has uh, probably a huge factor in that. Um, although, there's just a lot of factors, but yeah. Okay, my second question, sorry, is after the man had been dead for a period, Kiowa went up to him and took all his belongings, even the sandals that had blown off of him at the time. Why? It's like Kiawa Kiawa is a weird person. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean it's supplies, right? I mean some things were like just pictures of like of the man's like girlfriend or it was just like little tiny things that don't really matter a lot because like he did take yeah, ammunition right. and stuff but like the sandals like there was no need because like you wear like combat boots and war. Yeah, I think he took sandals as a memento. I bet. But it was Kiowa, it wasn't Tim. I know. But I I bet Kiowa took it as a me- memento. Okay. Not like as a um do you think like it was trophy. weird? Like a trophy. It's very, like a very weird. I mean, Kyo is pretty weird, dude. <laughs> Kyo is pretty weird. He's not like your normal dude. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, the thing is, like, if it was supplies, like, I, would, I, would, like, I would be like, I would, oh, I understand. Okay ish. No, no but like, he took photographs of like yeah. the, men, the man's like wife or woman. That's I mean, yeah, really, really odd. <laughs> I mean, that's like a huge red flag. Like, hey, this guy right. is kind of special. Weirdo. <laughs> So now we're going to do the chapter Ambush. So when Tim's daughter asks if he had killed anyone, because she assumes that everybody in, who goes in the war kills someone, Tim lies to her. Why do you think he lied? I think he wanted to see, he wanted his daughter to see like the purity in him and see that. Like, yeah, I think he was trying to keep her, his daughter's innocence. Like, oh, if, or he was trying to set, set an example. He could um, say it like, and that everyone um, kills in war. Not everyone kills in war, and how, like, you can, even in death and destruction, like war does, you can still keep a part of your humanity. I think that was what he was trying to say. But, I mean. Even going back to the chapter to the man I killed, he was kind of, like, in shock about who he killed. Because he described him, like, so, like, descriptively. Yeah. That maybe he just didn't want to, like, relive that with his daughter and just be like, no, I didn't kill anyone. Yeah, it's just, again, post, you know. Post traumatic. <laughs> it's not like. Now, like, would you say that 
would you think that he lied to her for his own like mental state, or do you think it was just for his daughter's state? I thought it was for both. I think it's for yeah, both. for both. Because Tim doesn't seem not selfish, but like he, he thinks sensitive. beyond. Yeah, yeah. He's not insensitive because he he he's he's a smart guy, so he'll think about like things that might, might happen if he does tell us. Yeah, consequences or stuff like you know. And it also had effect with the PTSD that he got from that kill and mm-hmm. how it has impacted him over yeah, the time. Yeah, he just doesn't want to like, relive it through his daughter. <laughs> it's not good. So, the second question is, when Kiowa tells Tim it was a good kill, do you think it changes Tim's traumatizing perspective on the first kill at all? Why or why not? I just think it's just a weird dude putting a little comment. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, what? I think Who Kiel is just that? used to killing men, so he's like, oh yeah, that was a good kill. Because, like, the way he killed the man was he was just, he just saw, like, a man walking in from a, you know, what's called foggy kind of roadway, and he just threw a grenade and blew the kid up. So it was kind of like, what's it called? It's pretty like, crazy. Just a quick reaction. I don't even think he even knew what he was going to do. Do you think it worsened his perspective on it? Possibly, because I mean, he didn't even try to kill him. I mean, he did, but at the same time, he didn't know what he was doing. I don't think he needed that kind like, of like he thought before he like reacted. I don't think he needed that kind of like affirmation from yeah. Kiawa. Especially how dramatic it was. Yeah. Just, he... just by himself. Yeah. Kiawa was like, "Hey, like nice job, good yeah. job." <laughs> and, you, know, you killed someone. And now he's like, "What? <laughs> what? I didn't mean to. I'm sorry." Okay, so my second chapter style. When the men are dragging the girl's family's dead bodies out of the rubble, as she's dancing, she puts her hands over her ears. Why do you think she does that? Um, it could be a part of the dance where she's just like symbolizing that. Um, or it just could have been because he didn't want to, like she didn't want to, I don't know, hear the bodies. Because I mean, she kept her eyes open, but she closed her ears. Maybe it's. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's weird to think about, but because it was because she was different. Yeah. She could be blind. Maybe the girl's blind. Maybe she could hear like her senses and her hearing mm-hmm. for better. That's a good thought, but we don't know. So no, yeah, I'm just speculating. Cause, yeah. Because like in the chapter it says that her eyes are half closed. Do you think that would be like maybe she is blind? Yeah. She I could, think she could be like trying to hide the fact that, and she's just. It could also be part of like a ritual because I mean she was dancing for the death and maybe she was just like oh yeah maybe it was like she just didn't want keeping it in maybe it was um, like a spiritual thing like I can't hear them like pass on or something I don't know it's it's it can be interpreted in many different ways it's just kind of like what your background has been like yeah so where she really came from yeah <clears throat> All right, so then the second one. When Azar goes to mock the girl's dance and like goes next to her and starts jumping all around, Henry, Henry grabs him up and threatens to throw him in the well. Why do you think he does that? To show respect. Yeah, because he was insensitive. Yeah, it's just, it's rude and it's... She just lost her family and he didn't really care. Just making one of her dance, because like her dance is part of a ritual. Yeah, and a part of her culture. Yeah, part of her, part of her life. Everything. And I feel like even if she was like, you know, her family just died. So I feel like if someone had pointed a gun at her, she still would have kept on going. Because it's a part of her. It's a part of her, her culture and everything. If she didn't, I feel like if she, she might have like had this like thought like, if I didn't do this, then I have like disgrace in my family or 
um, trying to speak ill of them or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Alright, um, uh, speaking of courage, um, Norman Bowker has won seven medals, such as the Air Medal and the Purple Heart Fallout War. Even with all these decorations, he's still disturbed about not receiving the Silver Star and to please his father. What sort of relationship can be inferred about Norman and his father? Kind of lives up to his expectations on his own. Because mm -hmm. um, when Tim went to war, he was kind of like, like, his father didn't really care if he went to war or not, but Tim was like, I don't want to go to war. And then once he went to war, he called himself a coward for going to war. So Tim going to war was all about him and like his virtues, but Bauer was probably more of his father's virtues and I want to please my father because maybe his father went to war oh, that's a, a good while point. ago. It's a really important, like, different perspectives and, mm -hmm. like, different reasons for going into war. I never thought about it like that. It's good. You know, I think he just needs the acknowledgement in his father. Because, like, that's all you, like, the only, the number one, like, man, I guess you can say in your life is always going to be your father. So you always want to get that recognition that, yeah, he just wants especially, to be yeah, he just wants to be like him. He just wants to get the acknowledgement and respect that he wants from him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting how, um... Even with, because he won seven medals. Yeah. That's not, and the Purple Heart is, it's pretty hard to get those kind yeah. of medals. There is, I was just, I, I'm surprised, like, he's just really persistent or, like, kind of disturbed by how he couldn't get this one medal. Or else. I had to live up to his expectations that his father had for him, and when he didn't get that specific medal, he was just, like, like, ashamed oh, I, of himself. I failed or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of the chapter, Norman Bowker completely submerges himself into the water with his clothes. Or into the lake. Uh, what can be? Um, what can you understand about like his kind of actions and like why he did that? I think it's just uh, because like you know he didn't get the silver medal or whatever. That, like he just feels like this emptiness inside of him. He just like wants to get rid of that emptiness. And he just goes. He just wants to be by himself, and he won't be disturbed inside of the the lake. Yeah, adding on to Dawson, water is kind of a symbol, like symbolization of you know, purification and like reborn. So after that. Um, he probably just wanted to be purified and really understand like his virtues instead of his father's. Yeah, he's um, I liked, I kind of liked it because as he was coming up from the water, he stood there and he just like saw the fireworks from the uh, from his small town, and he just like he just said, "Wow, pretty good fireworks from like a small town." And I, I was always wondering like why did he even include that, but like. Probably now, just rebirth. Yeah, it's like a rebirth, you know, like I have come to acceptance with like what I have and I just think I think it's kind of Maybe powerful. grasp with better things in life instead yeah. of just winning a medal one medal for his father. Yeah, it's it's um it's kinda of poetic. You know? <laughs>